Okay, welcome, Aaron. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, I've been reaching out for you for a while, and we chat about fighting all the time, so it's nice to actually finally get you on uh, the show and actually talk some fighting on video rather than just in person. Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, buzzing to be on. Um, we've been chatting for like a couple of years now since we met and um, I've always known that you're a keen fight fan and you, you like all sorts of fights and when I seen on the internet that you were doing this I was uh, immediately uh, my ears pricked and I was like oh yes this sounds fun uh, and, and I've been interested to talk, talk fights with you on the internet yeah so for, for the people that don't know uh, myself and Aaron uh, we've known each other a few years now we're on a um, on a sort of long term course together and um, Realistically, what we chatted about mainly during that time uh, was either fighting um, or flowers. Um, as it as it turned out, we've got got a big uh, a big wisteria. Uh, we're avid wisteria growers, uh, and you know, <laughs> and aces as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting after this to uh, now that the spring's here to see some nice pictures uh, of Farron's aces as well. Yes, mate, yeah. It'll turn into Japanese maples and a bit of pride, maybe. Well, you have to, <laughs> don't you? You've got to. <laughs> well, before we start, mate, I just want to do... I want to give you something. I've got a few posters that I have in my office that I used to have when I was back in seven. Okay. And um, I can't really put them up where I am now. I don't think it will look good on the walls. It might look like some kind of, like, weirdo. But um, Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston. Oh, nice. 25th of May 1965, that might look good on you all, mate. Oh, it'd be perfect. So I'll get that to you uh, soon, as you have to leave it. Don't touch it for three days, you don't catch any COVID on it. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Nah, cool. I'll, um, once, the, uh, once the merchandise turns up, I'll, um, I'll, I'll get some out to you as well. Yeah, no drama. So I've all uh, I've basically put in uh, a big order for a load of merchandise now. Um, yeah, some nice uh, big gorilla uh, t-shirts. Some big fights fan gorilla t-shirts. Um, so yeah, I'll get one of those to you. What are you small? Large. Man. <laughs> large, large. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I am at the moment with no no like MMA no uh, jiu-jitsu going on. Yeah, fair so, fair one. When's it all looking like starting? Do you know? Okay. So obviously the kids go back in a week's time and then I think it's two or four weeks after that. Um, maybe about four weeks actually, um, maybe a bit longer. But they're looking at obviously outdoor sports first and then slowly bringing in um, indoor stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Absolutely hanging out. And then obviously this all kicked in like a year ago. I mean, I wasn't doing as much training as I should have the last couple of years since I've moved down this end of the country. But um, since March last year, obviously, I haven't done no grappling at all. So I started yeah. running. So things must be bad if I'm running. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you've been hitting the running pretty big, haven't you? Yeah. Did you, did you, did you, did you I've got, ultra marathon, did you do? Yeah, so we did my first ultra a couple of, uh, just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, a, and a marathon before that. And, but it's literally because I've got to be doing something. Normally it's jiu-jitsu for the last... Nearly eight years now, I've been doing jiu-jitsu, and uh, it seems to work for like a guy that's sort of like getting into his middle years. Yeah, it's not like anime where there's loads of things you've got to train. It's like uh, it's, a, it's a bit easier on the body. Yeah, fair so, uh, uh, and it's very addictive, and I really enjoy it. So I've been doing that for the last 
eight, eight or so years, and um, for that to be just taken away, I can't. And I'm not really a fan of running. I've not really been into running. I've done it for work. Yeah. But um, a few of my mates were doing it, and I was doing it anyway. And then like it's just got bigger and bigger because what else can you do? Press ups and running. There's not much else, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite you you got these niche sports like um like jiu-jitsu and it seems like so I uh, attend a, a local boxing gym and I've got a lot of friends that are in both uh, amateur and pro am and pro boxing gyms and they got thought about in in the initial part um so they carried on running um and then you know boxing England basically had some rules and regulations and they even started back for a little bit before this before this last lockdown. But I suppose jiu-jitsu... I mean, is it, it, I don't know the it, setup. Yeah, it did for a bit. Okay. Um, Sport England helped, and then the jiu-jitsu, um, English Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Association, it got going, and there was obviously rules in place for like having a partner when you turn up, sticking with that partner. Right, okay. And drills, and then rolling after and then sticking with that partner for every session. Yeah. So they had bubbles inside the gym, um, but it didn't last long. You obviously got to Christmas time, and then um, it all kicked off again, and, yeah, went south. Yeah, just, just ruined the whole thing. Uh, yeah, hopefully by spring, it's uh, all back up and running, and obviously with um, everything that the government's doing at the moment, the NHS, will be, uh, that'll be it. We'll carry on, and then no more breaks. Whereabouts do you uh, train, Aaron? So a club called Zion. Zion Gym, which is in Andover. Okay. And it's run by a guy called um, Chris Duncan Smith. He's the black belt. And they come under um, Marcus Almeida. And it's under the lineage of Carlson Gracie. Oh, okay, cool. When I was, when I was back in Colchester, I used to be um, my, sort of my two belts from um, my uh, instructor was called Alan Pozo. Um, and he is under um, ZR Team. So Zay Radiola, lineage of Zay Radiola. Okay. But obviously having to move around with my job, having to switch clubs, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. My yeah. Clubs have been fantastic and really great with me. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, it's it's odd with um with. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because they you know, they're so up on the history and the legacy of where that where that instructor has come from, you know. And I, I like I like the uh, I like the history element of it. It's it's very tribal tribalistic, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like you're in a gang, you stick that yeah. gang, and, and, and yeah, it, I like that as well. I I really like, it, especially when it comes to like competitions and stuff, and you got the rivalries. Yeah, I really enjoy that side of it. I actually. Yeah, I actually read a book about the whole when it when it first started in Brazil uh, and the um, you know all the guy all, well the great it was all about the Gracies the the book was um, and there was you know rival shooter box type uh, gyms all all set up and they used to just they used to meet on a beach you know and yeah. almost as if you know you send your two champions in to to have it out and, and that stuff genuinely happened there's, there's videos yeah. of you know uh, Hickson and and uh, well, all, all the graces really. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's crazy how it started off. It's such a young sport, and um, and you can dig into it, and and you're not far. Sometimes you're not far from the like original source. Yeah. Of like the original graces that started it, and then you're only a couple of guys away sometimes. And, and so when you're getting that training off your instructor, it's like 
it's not hundreds of years old. But then it is in a way, do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It start at the beginning of the century, and, and then you can track it back to judo and, and Japanese jitsu and all sorts of stuff. And then obviously they've grabbed some of the best bits from all the other arts. So there is history to go back hundreds of years, but at the same time, it's quite young as well. What's the What's the big difference? The big difference between Japanese jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Obviously, apart from the country. Um, I have never done Japanese jiu-jitsu. Okay. But, but I can I can tell you more the difference between judo. I mean, you probably already know that. Obviously, judo spend a limited amount of time on the ground. It's sort yeah. of stand up, get you to the ground. You've got a certain amount of time. Yeah. And jiu-jitsu, you can spend just as much time standing up, but you can also spend a lot of time on the ground. Yeah. So you have guys, like specialists. Um, on the ground and, and, and can spend most of the uh, the, the match or um, sparring or doing doing their work on the ground. But what they've done is is they've taken um, judo and generally judo is quite a physical sport. Obviously, you get yeah. technical with it, but obviously with the famous story of jiu-jitsu is being uh, it benefits the, the smaller guy being able to, to dominate um, a, a bigger opponent. Yeah, so it's it's quite good. But also over the years, they've, they've grabbed the best bits of like American wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The Russian Sambo and sort of made this new thing. And, yeah, yeah you, and you can see that now. I, I watched uh, I watched Gordon Ryan. Um, yeah, yesterday. Watched Gordon Ryan. Yeah. He, he, did you see, did you see the event? I haven't. I, I, oh, okay. Today, today, so I haven't watched last night the or the I've just seen. Some of the stuff up there. All right, I, I won't. I won't tell you. I won't tell you what happens. But I was watching. I know he, I know he won. Say again. I know he won. Oh, you know he won. All right, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen what happened after the fight with him and uh, with Andre uh, yeah. Galvao. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, and you see some of it in there, especially takedowns. You you can literally see some of the sort of Greco-Roman and freestyle stuff has been mixed in. Uh, and then they switch to like the the old school jiu-jitsu if you or the Brazilian jiu-jitsu once it's down. But I suppose you can't beat American freestyle wrestling or Greco-Roman wrestling for the takedowns. The initial takedowns is just dominated by that. Yeah, I think if you're um, if you've got that wrestling background uh, and you can do high-level jiu-jitsu as well, it's, it's a good place to be in, in grappling. It's great, and then yeah. that's what like your Abu Dhabi type. Like leagues and stuff. That's what that is. That's yeah. It's still jujitsu, but um, it's heavily wrestling based. Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch? Do you ever watch ABCC? I, I have previously watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's different. Very different to like your IV jujitsu, but uh, um, but it, it is. It's, it's a different type of grappling. But it comes under like grappling banner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you've got the, that that the new American guys that are dominating, and, and I quite like um. Uh, Gordon Ryan, he gets a lot of stick, mm. but he's bringing a lot of uh, a lot of eyes to the to the to, to jujitsu, and um, and that's what that's what helped grow the sport in the end. The more people that watch it on TV and stuff, yeah. it'll help it grow. A bit like MMA, like twenty years ago. Yeah, the more people watch it, the better it's going to get. It's just it's a hard sport. If you're not really into it, it's a hard sport to watch. Unless yeah. you know what's going on, and you watch two guys grapple or just stand and not do much it, it's not that entertaining compared to other sports but yeah. for me obviously people that are into it fascinating we love it and we've got no idea of what's going on but I can completely understand why um, it, it, it's slowly ta- I mean it's taken off but why it's 
slow to take off. Yeah, I think it's the tactics. I think once people appreciate the tactics behind it, um, then they start to get it. And I suppose the the growth of MMA is just is what it's bringing to light, especially when you get you know a hardcore um, jiu-jitsu competitor do well, say in the UFC. People then want to know why he's doing so well. You got people like Ryan Hall, um, you know, high level jiu-jitsu, especially in his with all of his uh, leg locks and and submissions. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, he's being avoided at the minute purely because of that. I mean, he's I wouldn't say he's uh, got good other stuff, but if you're that good at one thing, the Specialist. your own your opponent has to defeat that one thing, yeah. otherwise they they lose the fight. Um, I remember, I remember about ten years ago, um, a lot of my casual friends. I've, I mean, I've been, I've been to UFC since I started watching it in two thousand and three. Mm. I, I watched, I watched my first UFC VHS video. Yeah, yeah. I took it home and was like, oh, and I think it was UFC one. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. But, um, but ten years ago, even ten years ago, I remember people would watch UFC, and if it went to the ground, they'd go, oh, it's boring now." Yeah, yeah. But now, like ten years on, uh, like, even the casual fans are get understanding grappling. It's like it's not such a dark art. It's uh, it, 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 things like um, the internet's really helping. Obviously, the yeah. way YouTube and the internet's taken off, it's a great place to see it. There's a lot of sub. There's a lot of submission uh, promotions now. Stuff like metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. That's gone. That's gone. And that went a bit um, tits up, like uh, financially and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But, um, that was like the first of um, the these type of new uh, what they call sort of I suppose. Um, and you've got things like Shao and He's got one. Yeah. You got the one that was on last night, so WNO, um, and there's loads. Um, what is uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan's buddy, crazy conspiracy. Uh, oh, um, Eddie, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo, Eddie yeah. Bravo, Eddie Bravo. Got got his leagues. He's got combat jiu-jitsu where they slap each other in the face and stuff. They can sort of hit each other open palm. Yeah. And then he's got his um, his other league. So all these sort of like little tournament tournaments, fantastic, and it's helping it grow. And it's given obviously the, the jiu-jitsu fighters an opportunity to earn some money. Yeah, it, it, so Gordon Ryan's like he's earning a bit of cash, and there's plenty of others doing it. Yeah, that's good. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. We'll um, I suppose we'll jump in and have a look at the uh, at UFC two five nine. Um, so, so next Saturday or this Saturday coming? Sorry, now um, UFC two five nine probably. Well, it's it's, it's the biggest. It's the biggest card of the year. Um, that'll probably be argued by pay per view numbers, no doubt. After after Connor and uh, Connor and Dustin's um, event, but yeah. for me, this is the biggest event. We've got three title fights going on. Um, it's the the main card, the prelim, even the early prelims are even stacked. You know, with with guys, yeah. and I am super looking forward to this one. Um, did you watch? Last night's event? No. Uh, got Garnet, Rosenstrike? Yeah, no, I know the results. I've okay. The, uh, the main fight. Um, but I, no, I haven't watched it yet. I know, obviously. Um, got, got, is it Garnet? Garnet? Yeah, Cyril Gane. Cyril Gane. Yeah, I know he won. Uh, and Dana, Dana wasn't impressed. And he wasn't the most entertaining of fights. 
obviously two good strikers. And yeah. It seemed, um, it seemed, remember Nganu versus Lewis? Yeah. You know, that it, it, it had ring-ins of that to it. Like the guys just didn't want to really... I don't know, maybe, maybe there was something up with, with uh, Rosenstrike, but he just, I think, after his loss to Nganu, he, he hasn't looked the same. Um, yeah. You know, he had that... He got steamrolled by Nganu, pretty much. Um, yeah. Whereas for pretty much all of his fights in the UFC, he's always been the guy that's carrying the power. And I yeah. think he was worried, and and Cyril Gann as well. I think they were just both worried about getting caught and getting knocked out. And that that goes back to what we've spoke about previously about the whole the structure of the show money and the win money. You know, yeah. what, why would someone take a risk and take home half a paycheck? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, it could be a number of things, couldn't it? It could be like say one of them's carrying in, an injury and yeah. it takes away from the fight. We've seen that happen so many times. Two guys with maybe they're two grapplers and they end up trying to stand up with each other the whole time, and then it doesn't quite work out like, as a spectacle. Mm. Or, or two guys that are good stand-up guys and they just sort of like doesn't quite work. Remember Adesanya versus Yo Romero? Yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah, just two guys, and no one really messed up. It was just they both knew what they had and didn't step over that line. Yeah, that's probably why. Adesanya is where he is because he's so good at like, nah, I'm not going to like step in and potentially get knocked out. He's, um, but, yeah. um, the other thing as well, you think, who was uh, Rosenstruck's last fight? Uh, he and fought he, JDS, didn't he? Or JDS. Yeah, he fought JDS. Yeah. But before that, he got knocked out really bad. I mean, he's had a lot of fights in a short space. Yeah, he has, right? yeah. Yeah. So like, I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. Do you know what I mean? He's like... People forget that as well. You know, you think, well, of course he's recovered because he's been cleared by the medical staff. But sometimes it's nice to see fighters take even a year off after a bad knockout because it, you you don't recover. And all this, all the sort of studies that are going on now just prove that you need to take that time off away from sparring. I mean, you're even getting guys now who have given up sparring. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's obviously really common. I have worked out from looking at the um, um, the information we're getting from American football. Yeah. Obviously, that was that movie that, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith did that movie about that. That scientist, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he looked at American football and they, they didn't want to know and then they were like, oh, it came out. And, and then since then, it's transversed into boxing and UFC, and it's like, yeah, we've got to look after these people because, in the end, look at the state of some of the boxers that were in from when we were kids. Yeah, like, yeah. Talking now, a lot of them are, are not good. Yeah. It's not good. So, in UFC, we, we don't know because it's such a young sport. Is that going to go that way? Yeah. I, I tend to think not because the amount of, you've got them big gloves on, you can go like 12 rounds of getting punched in the head, and, and you can recover during the fight quite well. Um, but that's that's a lot of punches to the head. Obviously, in the sport, is about just punching to the head. Whereas the UFC, it's all over the body. You're getting hit. It's very superficial. Lots of cuts that look bad and knockouts, but you get knocked out quicker. Yeah. In, the UFC, in, in, in MMA, and, yeah. and you're getting hit all over the body. So maybe fingers crossed, touch wood, um, the effects won't be as bad in MMA. But you still look after the fights, and I'm sure some people will suffer. I mean, we can see it already. You can see like people not. 
exactly. I think I, I think it's also the you know we look at a, a twelve round boxing bout. What you don't see is the thousand rounds of sparring that went into the training camp. You know to to get to that stage. And now you're getting. We've had Max Holloway say he's given up sparring completely. Um, oh man! And, and you know, pro- might be that fight, oh, I'm getting like punched in the head too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, the thing is, I was watching it. Uh, in fact, that was an early card, so I watched it with my wife, and um, yeah. and Sam was like, "Oh, why are they? Why are they not stopping this?" But Qatar was still throwing back. And every now and again, there was still a little worry. Like, I wanted Holloway to win because I, w- I want to see him get the featherweight strap back. I like Qatar. I think he's great. Um, it's just not his time yet. Um, yeah. And But he was still throwing back, you know, short elbows, throwing, you know, the haymakers in. And he was close to catching Holloway a few times. So he was yeah. still defending... Well, not defending himself, but he was still fighting. He was still in the fight. Um, yeah, he was, yeah. But Holloway just dominated him. Yeah, a few people whinged like at the ref, um, which was Herb Dean yeah. for not stopping it. Then like his corner, that's what his corner's there for as well. And they, they know the fight better, so he's got a ref in his corner and not stopping it because I think they can. But I mean, it's easy for us to go, he can stop it. But actually, when you, you look back at it and listen to people experts, like fight experts and stuff, and talk about it, it, like you said, he was showing that he was in it still. Yeah. But he was just getting absolutely peppered with shots. Yeah. And, um, and that's the thing with when you fight a fighter like Holloway, he's not necessarily going to knock you out with like the biggest power. Yeah. He's going to put you away with re- like repetition. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. C- cumulative, cumulative effect yeah. uh, uh, over the course of five rounds. You can see he was like absolutely hanging out. Yeah. With, with just like. The pressure that was getting put on him was immense. It was amazing to watch. It was brilliant. Yeah, I can't believe that Holloway can keep that pace up for five rounds. Yeah, it's mental. But I give it. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but it's because he never goes for knockouts. Yeah. If he gets a knockout or a TKO, if he gets it, it's because he did them that many times. They've crumbled under the pressure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then finishing them, you don't see him like one punch bang because he's not like a McGregor. Or, or, or the guys that can knock people out. Yeah. A, a bit like Adesanya. Adesanya does that. He's like, blah, 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 blah. he's got a bit more power. A bit yeah. Of shots. But Adesanya is just clipping you, clipping you. Just throwing pressure off. Yeah, a la, a la uh, the Diaz brothers. They had the same cumulative effect of, pun- yeah, yeah, of punches yeah, yeah. and just high volume. You're thinking, but you're swimming and you can't stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me on a run. <laughs> cool, should we jump in and chat and chat about the card? <laughs> cool. Um, I do. What do you want to do? Do you want to start at the uh, start of the early prelims? Yeah, uh, yeah. Go on. Well, I only really massively looked into. I haven't looked at the prelims too much. Okay. But yeah, let's talk about them. You lead the way. Okay. So, so I think what you know, we won't talk about every fight. We'll talk about some of the um, some of the sort of fights that jump out. If you're happy with that. Cool. So I, I think re- realistically, there there are some good um, there are some good um, bouts on the early prelims. We've got a few of the uh, contender series alumni like Carlos Ulberg. Uh, we've got Jake Matthews on there um, and Uros Medic. But I think the big fight on this is um, 
at flyweight, we've got Tim Elliott and Justin um, Espinosa. Yes. Obviously, Tim Elliott has, has you know, been there, done that at flyweight. Um, he got the win on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, do you remember the flyweight one where they took the champions from... Basically, DJ had run out of contenders, so they run a whole um, Ultimate Fighter to find him another contender. Tim Elliott won that. Um, yeah. And sort of got back into the UFC by doing that. Um I think the flyweight division is pretty stacked up, um, at, or backed up. We've got Cody Garbrandt that's now dropped down. We've got Benavidez, who's later on in the show. Um, but I think Tim Elliott versus um, Espinosa, whoever gets a win, is straight back up. You know, straight back up there, top 10, potentially a, a couple of fights away from another title fight. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, the, it's not the deepest of divisions, is it? No. That's why I'm... you not yes I mean both you know both of them probably considered sort of it's hard to call someone a veteran when they haven't got a huge amount of fights you know Jordan uh, Espinosa's got 22-23 fights um, which is not a a huge amount um, but he is a veteran been around sport a long time but I think you're right with flyweight I, I mean Figueroa versus Moreno a few weeks ago that that done wonders for the flyweight division um, and I know that it's now holding Garbrandt up but there had to be a rematch after that after that fight you know yeah definitely that was that was, uh, that was an impressive fight yeah and Figueroa as well um, he's now working on his English a bit so he can actually give some better interviews after <laughs> and I think they, I, it sounds really weird but we can appreciate fighting but fans want to hear the guys talk as well do you know what I mean it it humanises them a little bit Um, so yeah I think it's it's pretty stacked up um, the the flyweight division now it's better than it used to be you're always going to have your people like um, you know Benavidez nipping at the doors of a title shot but what's what's he had now four four title shots um I mean, maybe he just likes going home and getting looked after by <laughs> Megan Olivi. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, fair one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we'll jump into the prelim card then. Um, so this is where it starts getting you know, way more sat, stacked. We've got Kai Kara France uh, and Ruggiero Bontorin. I think Kai Kara France comes out of um, comes out of the same uh, kickboxing academy with Adesanya, Volkanovski. He's he's all part of that Australia New Zealand team. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. He's still young, um, 
so I think we I'm looking forward to that fight uh, I know Bontorin is if he's not the favourite he's definitely higher ranked than Kaikara France but you know yeah. we, we're going to get that it's, it's at flyweight again um, and there's probably a reason this is opening it up over uh, Tim Elliott um, Tim Elliott versus um, versus Jordan um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Above that, we've got uh, Benavides versus Askarov. Yeah, I can see Benavides winning this. I think, yeah. I think he's going to win this, and then he's going to be like like he always is, waiting away a, a, a title fight. Yeah. Uh, and then probably not make it. That's the unfortunate thing. That's just the way the cookie crumbles for him at the moment. He's like the best guy. That's not in the top two or three or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a, a Henderson or an Araya Faber. You, you know, yeah. th- those type of fighters that just just not enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a- yeah. Elite, but not the elite. Yeah, and he's getting old now, isn't he? He's been around for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, ca- he came over and was one of the original flyweights um, when DJ... Who who was it? Yeah, when DJ come over and won that that initial uh, flyweight belt, he was one of the guys that came yeah. over with that. Or when, in fact, when uh, when they brought out WEC. Yeah, and that was his problem. He he was around at his peak when DJ was at his peak. Exactly. Obviously, DJ was recognised as pound for pound probably the number one oh, in the world. So. Yeah, I mean, some of his stuff that I used to see just amazed me. Yeah. And it was in fast forward. Yeah. So I'm I'm picking uh, Askarov for this fight. Really? Okay, so I'm going. I'm, uh, I think Jose's going to win it, mate. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think I think Askarov. He, he's younger, hungrier, and I, and I think the these two losses that Benavides has had to Figueroa, I think I think we're probably going to see the downturn of Benavides now, and I think it's Askarov's time. Not that it changes the price of fish at the top of the division. Even with this win, Askarov still goes up. We're still waiting on Figueroa Moreno, and Cody Garbrandt is still probably next in line. You know, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Askarov versus Garbrandt if he wants to get in. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a good fight. But unfortunately, I think Jose is going to spoil your party, mate. I think he's going to grind out a decision. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I can't see it. I can't. I can't see it. I think. I think his time's done. Um, moving up, we got Song Yadong uh, versus Kyla Phillips or Baby Jesus. Okay, Kyla Phillips. I don't know if you've see, seen any of the pictures of him. Um, Song Yadong, man. The we've had this absolute resurgence of like Asian fighters all of a sudden. Like Asian fighters have been around for ages. Even the start of the UFC, you know, when we had you know, Sakura, but we had we had loads of Asian fighters, and the Pride yeah. days was full of Asian fighters, but. I think in the last probably 12 to 18 months, the Asian fighters have just been performing, you know. Yeah, I think, I think China, that's the key, isn't it? Because when we talk about Asian fighters, it was mainly Japanese, yeah, yeah. Uh, South Korean, and, and a couple of the, the other countries and stuff. But now China seems to be producing some like... Uh, some really good fighters. Yeah, yeah. We had Liang Zhang who scored that massive, uh, that massive knockout a few weeks ago. Uh, Yudong, in fact, has got a couple of couple of good wins. And some of it, it's weird. When I was checking records, some of them had been around for a long time. Got like ten fights in the UFC, and I yeah. didn't, I didn't really know who they were. No, yeah, because they've been on the like the, the prelims. Yeah, like, low down and stuff. 
But that's what yeah. I'm talking about before we started. Here's my my sort of like my thing with UFC at the moment. So ten years ago, I would know pretty much all of the fights all the way through the card. Yeah. But they're so big now, and there's so many fights. I struggle to keep up. So yeah. I generally don't unless like something's going on, like he's knocking people out, tapping people out, and obviously, um, or or they're they're doing something online. Um, I don't know a lot of the fighters that are in the uh, sort of prelims and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and there's so many, obviously, sometimes you're getting two cards a weekend, and the depth of the card is like, I, I sort of prefer it from before, where there was less fighters, but at the same time, I know it's better for the sport, and I know it's better for finding more talent, having deeper, bigger cards, and there's not many leagues in the world, so it's, this is the way it's got to go, but... Um, um, I sort of miss the old days when I knew every single <laughs> fight in the UFC almost, and I knew who they'd fought and what they'd done. Yeah, it, it's massive now, isn't it? It's yeah, it's huge. huge, absolutely huge. I think this um, COVID uh, has not only put a spanner in the works for them. I know the whole ESPN deal was a massive drama because they had to supply a certain amount of cards in the year to be paid by ESPN. Um, Hence the reason they were pushing so badly for Fight Island, uh, and then as soon as places were opening up, they were they were throwing events, you know, just straight down the down yeah. the range. Um, I think the best this is the best thing that's happened for some of the Asian fighters because we haven't been able to have events in Asia and Australia where they would normally get thrown on in a sort of not yeah. very great card. So having them fight on Fight Island, having them fight in Las Vegas, has just done their their promotional you know push loads and added some real value to a load of their names. I mean, you know, Weili Zhang, that that win against uh, Joanna Jacek, that really put you know China. I think her single handedly brought fans into some of the, a lot of the other Chinese fighters as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I think we, I don't know, we, we ain't seen, I, I don't think we've seen the last champion from China, you know, like you said. Definitely not, definitely not. I think it's just going to get, it's almost like, like Russia, Dagestan. I think there's just going to be this influx over the next like five, ten years of like, yeah. uh, uh, fighters from, from them countries. And, and do you know what I think it is, is as well, is you know when Uf, the UFC goes around, uh, when it goes to Australia, yeah. goes to Europe, and when it went, to, it went to China, didn't it? Had a couple of fights in China the last couple of years. Once yeah. they go there, I don't know why it says it. It's like it's like a little bomb goes off, and all of a sudden, like gyms get packed, and then these fighters get pushed out, and they come in and turn up in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. And the other promotions and more fighters come through, and that, and and I think that's definitely helped. Like in the last few years, UFC holding events in, in China, and and this is what we're seeing now. We're seeing them them people come through. Yeah. And. Uh, they're going to dominate, I think. I think Russia, we're going to have like trends, aren't we? Over, over, over decades, we're going to have like Asia's going to dominate, Russia's going to dominate, yeah. the American, it's all going to take turns. Yeah, it, it, you know, it weren't that long ago. Yeah, t- yeah, exactly, exactly that. We had we had that spate, didn't we, where um, we had the, all the Brazilian fighters absolutely dominating. We had every division at one point taken by American fighters. Yeah, we had the Canadians dominating for it for a little while, and yeah, with the spread, it's just gonna get you know, gonna get sort of bigger and bigger. The um, interesting point on that, there's there's now 
we've now got champions that have benefited from, like you said, you know, the, the UFC going over to places. Uh, so I've been following um, Alex Volkanovsky for a long time uh, before he was uh, in the UFC. And he, he'd been like petitioning for a fight, getting the fat, you know, huge fan base behind him. He was the top, uh, he's the top featherweight and the top lightweight in Australia at one point. Yeah. Uh, well, in, in the whole of Asia at one point. Yeah. And couldn't get a fight in the UFC. And he had to step in last minute um, as a replacement on a on a UFC card that was scheduled for, for over in Asia. Yeah, and that's how he finally yeah. got his shot. And look, you know, look what has happened there. Yeah, so who, who you got for uh, Volkanovski? Who you got for um, I think... <laughs> I mean, if you look at the records, Kyler Phillips uh, has got the better record, um, but Song Yadong for me um, will probably take it. Yeah, see, I think uh, Yadong, uh, and I think a decision again, I think he's going to win by decision. Yeah, I, I think with Kyler Phillips, I, I don't know if he's been in, you know, a three-round war with anybody uh, because he's yeah. fairly he's fairly new. Um, yeah. But, we'll get to find out in this fight. You know, this is the other thing with these Asian fighters. They they like put everything on the line. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're not happy to lose, but, you know, they're willing to take risks for yeah. for that extra that extra step up. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Solid enough. Um, grappling and stand up, and I, and I just think he, I, just, I don't think he stands out massively in one of them. Yeah, um, but he's really good. He reminds me of like a Russian fighter. He's good enough where he can grind out, stick up. Stick yeah, up. yeah. I think he'll go on and, and, and win a lot of fights. Yeah, he won't lose many fights. So yeah, he's that one. so we both got Song Yudong for that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, so closing up the um, the prelims, we've got Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kenny. How is he? Uh, <laughs> he's in the main car. It's like, I know he lost, he's lost. Uh, but like, I think he's going to win this quite easily. I think he's going to look really good again. You reckon? I don't know if he'll win the title again, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to beat Casey Kenny. Um, he's gonna he's gonna look like the old Dominic Cruz dancing around and just pitter pattering like with shots and I think he's gonna dominate. I think you he's reckon? Really good. Maybe even finishing third round. Yeah. Ooh. That's how I think this is gonna go. That's a big shout. That's a big shout. I know it. It's Casey Kenny. Yeah. That's good. He's got good hands as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I still think um, Dominic's fight IQ is. Um, He's a veteran, um, and I just think it's not Casey's time. I don't think this is not a good fight for Casey Kenner. Well, it is. It's an opportunity. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but I just think it's too soon. I think um, another fight would have suited him. But obviously, if I was him, for him, he's, he's grabbing this opportunity, and, and if he wins, fantastic, and that's going to throw him up there. Yeah. But I don't see it. I think Dominic Cruz is, is going to win this. And I okay. Think he's gonna win quite easy. Yeah. I think he's going to dominate. I think the I know why they do it. I, I asked this question before. You know why do why do the UFC have these top fighters in the prelims? And the answer I got was they want a good fight closing the, the prelims out because from that fight they'll generate more pay per views for the for the main event. 
So that's why they always put a fight on there that they're expecting to be a good fight. Yeah, because this bit's free, isn't it, still? Yeah. Yeah, so this is on like normal TV in America. You can watch this in a bar, you haven't paid nothing yet. Yeah. And then obviously a lot of bars are already paid for the main card. But if you're stacked at home and you watch this and you go, oh, that's a good fight, and Dominic Cruz looks good, or this up-and-comer beats this guy yeah. who's a bit of a legend veteran and all that sort of stuff. It, you know, exactly. It's not that Connor, uh, not Connor, it's like the, um, uh, what's it now? Stefan Bonner and... Oh, <clears throat> like yeah, yeah. Just, just people go, oh, you've got to watch this, you've got to do And apparently during that fight, like the viewers, the, the, view, the viewership just went crazy. And yeah, yeah. People ringing up, people going, you've got to watch this, it's crazy. Yeah. It went on like a three round war. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think it's like UFC's like tactic. And yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to work out well for Casey Kennedy. Long time. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this. I don't know about this one. I, I, this, is, this is good. He doesn't get... Dominic Cruz doesn't really suffer ring rust. Yeah, and that's been proved. He's took, load, he's took loads of time out before uh, and then come back and looked great. When he had that fight against Cejudo, um, I'm not saying it was an early stoppage... But he wasn't out of the fight, so yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think we got to see. Uh, he, so done enough to win the fight, and the ref stopped it, so he lost the fight. Okay. Sim- simple as that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I think Sahuda would have won the fight anyway. I still think he would have won. Oh, the do fight, you? But he could have gone on for a bit longer. Yeah, I think it would have went on longer. Yeah. But like you said, I think it probably got stopped a bit early. Yeah. Yeah. So I think hopefully we'll get to see Dominic Cruz at his full potential again you know I, I love Dominic Cruz I've got I've got stuff behind me yeah I've got a Dominic Cruz sign glove there I've got some other stuff on the wall is he on the yeah he's on some of my posters as well so yeah he's he's one of my favourite fighters I know he's a bit Marmite people like him or hate him um, but yeah. I like I like him I like him as an analyst and I like him as a fighter I think he's a very intelligent fighter I mean obviously a lot of fight, uh, most fighters have to be quite intelligent to do it. It's not just a, a dumb sport where people just you just got to punch people in the face. It's yeah, quite the opposite. You've got to be quite, especially to get to these sort of levels. You've got to be quite switched on, and uh, he, he, you could see that in his fight style before he became a commentator. But when you listen to him talk and break down fights, wow, you can see his intelligence. And I think, like, because some people do um, suffer with ring rust, and he doesn't. But I don't think he doesn't because. Um, of anything physically he does different yeah. I think it's because he's that intelligent that he sets out a plan uh, uh, and most of the time that works so yeah. obviously a few times it hasn't worked he's been caught he's been knocked out he's lost but um, I think he'll win this um, and, and I love watching him fight he's so entertaining to watch his style yeah yeah, I I love I love Dominic Cruz like I said I, have you ever watched any of his breakdown videos he does a few of them with, uh, with Angela Hill um, and you know where he breaks it. Uh, one that rings to mind is when he broke down Stipe beating DC by going to the body, and uh, the way he breaks it down and talks about why that was such a good idea and how the opportunity arose and how he Stipe switched mid fight to to recognise and it was an issue. He's just so he's so informative in a really good way. Yes. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the best guys at commentator. So yeah. When he goes retired, which I'll, I'll, I can imagine will be in the next year or two. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens with uh, with old Aljamain and uh, Pete Young. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, on to the main card, or, or the main event. Um, man, this is stacked. I'm looking at it now. It's stacked. It's got to be one of the, the but, most stacked cards we've ever had. Yeah. It's got to be up there, hasn't it? It's got to be. So the first fight, Thiago Santos versus Alexander Ratic. Yeah. Wow. I know, yeah. That could be like the second fight underneath the title, like title fight, easily. It, easy. That could that could main event uh, a fight night card. Yeah, 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 massively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as you know, the the light heavyweight division. I mean, well, it'll get answered actually. It'll get answered when uh, on the main event, uh, Jan Blakovic versus um, Adesanya. But Thiago Santos Rakic could have genuine title implications. I know uh, Glover Teixeira is there as well. He's ready to step in. Um, should any should anyone drop out? Um, I'm guessing Adesanya drops out. It's for the belt. Blakovic drops out. It's probably for an interim belt. I've not seen that anywhere, but you've got to have some sort of you know reward in place for him stepping up. Uh, and the the amount of effort and probably money that's gone into Adesanya stepping up as well. Yeah, the touch wood. None of them two have ever dropped up. Like, not, uh, not that I can think of, no. And I'm hoping all of these just happen. But yeah, Santos Rakic. Who's your thing? Uh, so, so Santos, is, is, he's, he's knocked a few guys out. He's got an really yeah. impressive like, run of fights yeah. from his beginning of his UFC career. Yeah. But he's struggled in his last couple of fights, hasn't he? He's lost and won a couple, and he's on a two-five losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. John Jones being one. Yeah, so John Jones and oh, who's the other guy he lost to? Uh, Glover, Glover, Glover. Glover, yeah. Yeah, Glover, yeah, yeah. So Glover, obviously fantastic, and I expected um, Santos to win that, but um, Glover just showed like veteran skill and then. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Glover's like I think he's like 148 years old or something. Glover, <laughs> yeah. and, and but I think. What was it? He was like into his 30s, fairly old when he came into the UFC. And he had that crazy record, if you remember. He had like one loss, 32, a 32 win streak or a 29 win. He had some crazy win streak when he stepped in. But coming on 40 years old when he came in. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he definitely missed his peak in the UFC. Yeah. He was obviously um, uh, Liddell, one of the Liddell's most sparring partners all the years. So like, he... He, he come in and he was straight into it and he looked really good when he turned up and then he's just gone back and forth and then he's got this reserves, resurgence of the last 12 12 12 months maybe a year and a half where he's like won a couple of fights that people didn't expect him to win and now he's like he's up there and looking good yeah, and yeah. wins another could be a title fight there for him. but I, anyway so yeah. like, he's lost he's lost two in a row so he's he's got something to prove and he can knock people out. Oh, yeah. I'd say younger. He's not that much younger, but... No, younger no. Younger when it comes to fights in the UFC. Yeah. I think mean, he's only had 15 fights total, I think. Rakic. Yeah. But, yeah. But he looks... He looks uh, really good. I mean, yeah. His last win was against Anthony Smith. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good fight. Um, so, so this is like... I'm struggling to see who's going to win this, because... Thiago... Can knock and yeah. Ratic is a bit of both. Um, he, 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 he 
he's got hands, but he's 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 a good all rounder. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Who do you think is going to win this? Um. I mean, considering the two people Santos has lost to, he's lost to John Jones. Um, that was like one of those fights that people were like, "Did he lose?" I mean, he didn't mass- yeah, he didn't get massively beat, did he? No, but yeah, I think that John Jones was at a stage then at light heavyweight where he knew what he had to do to win, and he just put on just a a, a working man's performance and just got the win. Like I think, I think John Jones lost a bit of his buzz. I think I think John Jones is doing what GSP was doing in yeah. the last few fights. Hundred percent. He knew how to. Win. He's an expert. Well, he is an expert at winning fights. Yeah. When he started off, he was finishing people all the time. He was doing crazy yeah, yeah. stuff. And he still does stuff, and he obviously finishes people. But then, like like GSP was in his last few fights, um, Jones has become like an expert at just getting it done and yeah. winning the next fight. Yeah. And that's like why he is what he is. Um, and that's what he's done a few times and it's been a bit close but he's still amazing but Santos like his legs were pretty beaten up weren't they yeah I think so, he tore his tore his ACL I think yeah yeah he was hobbling around he did, did, did so well yeah, yeah. Like, his, his ACL was hanging off like, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite an impressive show from him even though he lost I think he, he, he still looked good yeah I, I'm picking Santos for it I'm probably going to go that way as well. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised <coughs> if Rakic... Like, like, well, I wouldn't be like, oh, what's going on here? I think with Rakic, it, I think Rakic is just... This is a step up into the top five a couple of fights too soon. Um, you know, yeah. Rakic is firmly in the top ten. I just think there was... I suppose, where do you go, though, after you beat someone like Anthony Smith? You, you know... Yeah. The the division the division is starting to become more and more stacked with younger fighters coming up. Um, it's the ideal time, I think, to get a win and you know, cement yourself as a title contender. And I think these two fighting each other now, apart from Glover, this is probably you're up there next in line for a shot. Yeah, I was going to say if if Rakic does win this, like he's he's jumped straight up, isn't he? And yeah, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, especially if he wins it um, like uh, impressively, yeah. he's going to be up there. Maybe he'll fight Glover next, and then title or something like that. Title fight. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's all there for him, isn't it? It's all there. Yeah, I think. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, so Santos, do you know who his last win was against? So he lost against Jones Glover. So before that. Oh, wait a minute, yeah, the, uh, the guy, uh, Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Jan, yeah, yeah. When I was looking for it, I was like, oh, he beat Jan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, TKO'd him. TKO'd um, yeah. Jan. <clears throat> so, you know, if he does if he does win, there's, there's you know, there's grounds there to put a really good fight together with a bit of history behind it as well. Yeah, and that's why fight, fighting doesn't make any sense. It's not like a fighting no. match, is it? If you're the best, you beat generally beat everyone below you it's not like that. no no it's not like, at all fight science is so hard it's like the guy number five could beat the guy that was a champion like a year ago yeah yeah uh, but, the, but the next three above him like can't beat the champ yeah yeah so our next fight up from that, well, in fact, just to cap that, I'm picking Santos. I think he's going to get the win, um, and I think he'll be he'll be up there with Glover for for the next shot, probably. Yeah, I 
I'm picking Santos, and I've only just picked it now because I was thinking last night and I couldn't make my mind up. But I think um, I don't think he knocks out Ratic. I think it's a decision, but I think it's a really good fight. Yeah. I think they go at each other. Yeah. I think, it's a war. I, I think this is potential fight of the night. This one. Yeah, or, 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 and I wouldn't be surprised if one of them, one of them knocks each other out. Like, I wouldn't be like for for a performance of the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, so stepping up, then we've got Islam. Um, Makayev versus Drew Dober. So, if, I mean, Makayev is probably... Well, I mean, he is, isn't he? He's sort of taken the torch off. Khabib's cousin, although he calls him his yeah. brother. Um, yeah. Uh, he's been his long-term training partner. Um, and, yeah, like, like I said, he has sort of taken over the torch. Um, he kind of went under the radar, or under my radar, for a while. Um, I didn't really pay much attention to him until he got into the top ten. Yeah. Oh, I swear, he's on the cusp of the top ten now. Yeah. I, I the opposite for me because he's a grappler. Um, I've been watching him from from I think probably his first fight. Oh, okay. I can't remember the guy he fought, and he fought a really talented fellow Russian. I'm sure he was Russian, and the other guy he was fighting was like a really good fight. They had like a, a a war oh, okay. about each other and I'm like oh who's this guy and knowing obviously where he comes from like the team he fought fights with and he's so similar to uh, to um, Khabib I think he's got better hands than, than Khabib I think he's better in his stand up than Khabib and in, in this point they sort of grappled a little bit but they just went at each other I don't yeah. know the guy's name now but since then I've always spotted him on the undercards and the prelims and the wall and I've always followed how he's won and because he's a grappler uh, yeah I've always had a keen eye on him and I think he is the future champion man I think in, in two years he could be the champion of the division man <clears throat> he really beast. yeah he grapples almost as good as um, Khabib I suppose he's got to just learn how to make that work in every fight like yeah. Khabib does he makes his grappling work in every fight he sort of learned to win as you know I was talking about Jones yeah yeah it's a bad fight you can just win a fight I think he's got to learn to do that with his grappling but it's up there he knows how to like, nullify someone uh, and I think he's better at standing up <clears throat> than Khabib is um, and bad news for Drew Dover because if you look at Drew's um, all of his fights yeah the only ones he's really lost are against grapplers yeah High-level grapplers or jiu-jitsu guys, he's getting tapped out or losing decisions. So this is a terrible fight for him. Yeah. Because Islam, I reckon, will stand with him for a while and then he's going to turn it into grappling. And, and I see Islam winning by uh, submission. Um, you're probably right. That's pr- pretty much that's what I pick as well. Um, yeah, that's the thing with Mackie. So he's also a, a world... Sambo gold champion. He, he is a he is a world champion, isn't he? Yeah. He or is. gold medalist, whatever they call it. Yeah, most of them are. I mean, it's, it's, like the team is just full of like champions. They, they do that, and then they transition over to MMA. It's pretty much MMA, like Sambo. Yeah. 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 He is, yeah. I think the so uh, there's some interesting facts about um some is uh, about Islam is. We there's always that um, question getting asked about Khabib about the Gleason Tabal fight. Do you remember that one? Um, whether he actually won it because people think that it was a bad decision and yeah, Khabib shouldn't have won. 
Well, just after that, yeah, just after that, Gleason to bow and Makayev fought, and Makayev KO'd him. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm not saying he's better than Khabib because, you know, MMA maths doesn't work like that. But he's got some good wins. He's got wins over Nick Lentz, who yeah. is is a tough competitor. Um, Adriano Martins, he, he fought and beat. Um, yeah. Who else? Gleason to bow. Sarukian, did he fight? He's fought Sarukian a couple of couple of uh, bouts ago as well. That's the thought I'm on about. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and he is good, mate. I've seen him for a while, but when they had that fight, so I don't know if that was his first fight or not. But that was fight of the night. Fight of the night, that one. Yeah, I was just like blown away. What yeah. Like, like two, like, um, and I'm sure he's eaten block as well, isn't he? Uh, he yes, yeah. I don't know if he's um, is he? He's like a Russian Armenian. Yes, yeah, that may, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. So when they like when when they had their fight, I was just so impressed with both of them. And um, yeah, since then I've always been like all Makachev, and I've watched him obviously fight, uh, uh, fight after fight, and thinking, yeah, he, he I think he's going to be like uh, he's going to win gold in the next two years. I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, he's going to just like be, but like I say, he's got better hands. I think. Yeah. He's stand up. I mean, he probably doesn't do. That well against Khabib in training because Khabib's like he's a beast. Yeah. But I think when he he reminds me of Khabib at the same sort of stage after like whatever amount of fights he's yeah. been in that eight fight. Yeah. And the sort of thing. But then, then, then the last few fights Khabib had before he won the title, you're like, oh, who's this guy? Bomb, and then that's it. He dominates. And I think he will. I think he'll dominate. So you, I'm guessing you're picking uh, Islam then. Yeah, I uh, submission. I think he's going to sub Drew Dober. Not a bad. Like, I think he's got a hole in his game if you look through all his fights he goes against someone that can wrestle grapple like jiu-jitsu yeah. he loses when he stands yeah. and when he gets to stand and bang he wins but I think Makachev's got enough in the standing to, to, to compete with him but I think Makachev in the end will, will take him back or something and strangle him I, I think I'm, I'm going to go for a decision on it I, I think I f- still think uh, Makachev would and, and I, I think that it's not a close decision. I think he dominates Drew Dober every round. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on the same Makiev, Makiev win, and that'll pump him up into the top ten. You know, he's in and around the sort of Gregor Gillespie, Kevin Lee type area in the rankings uh, that I've got here. Uh, it's weird with the rankings because you can look on the UFC rankings, the ESPN. They're all different. Um, yeah. So I don't really, I don't, I try and keep my own, but there's so many fights and events that happen now that it's hard to, it's hard to keep up to date with the whole thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I was saying, there's, there's, like I was saying earlier, yeah. there's so many fighters now, so many events that it's just so. Expect, I'd, I'd, my wife and kids would never see me if I kept up the amount of. Uh, no, no. Interest in it, I no. used to do. It. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> cool. Unless get a job in. in doing this <laughs> that, that's what we need do you know what I mean just, yeah, yeah. just get get a job doing this and then you'll be sound yeah yeah <laughs> then you can get a studio as well yeah 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 <laughs> yeah she was she was happy when I uh, when I took this room as a studio yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so first title fight of the night uh, P- uh, Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling I oh, know, I oh, know. 
what I thought Al Jermaine's sort of peaking now, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he, he was always good. He always he was always good with his uh, with his grappling. His stand up's pretty good too. Um, but uh, he's definitely hit a peak. Um, and then he's going up against a solid competitor who I don't think is going to lose this fight. I think this guy is too good. Peter Yeah, his boxing's like tight. He 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 can grapple to the point where he he can keep people off him and just beat them with his fists. He's so good. Like his last few fights and then winning, winning, getting the belt. I can't see Al Jermaine winning this. Even though Al Jermaine's looking really good, I just don't think Al Jermaine's got uh, enough. But if he does win, I don't see him knocking Petta out. I think it will be a submission. Okay. Yeah, but I don't see him winning it. So this is. Uh, <sighs> yeah. It's weird, so Piotr Jan's obviously a Russian, uh, one of the sort of Russian imports, not not one of the Dagestan um, type guys, um, but he's you know where he's from. They've got a weird system in Russia for all of this, uh, all, all this stuff because he's a. They've got like a Master of Sports um, award that they give out in Russia, like a, like it's literally like a medal, and he's a Master of Sports in boxing and a Master of Sports. In mixed martial arts in Russia, you know, just like back to that, you know, with it being a smaller cage, potentially that is more in Yan's, uh, yeah. you know, advantage. Yeah, because he's going to be chasing him around. Have you seen the way he does it? He yeah. storms forward. Yeah, yeah well, he's almost, you know, comes forward ready to throw. Like a robot. Yeah, like, like a rock and sock and robot, but it yeah. works. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's he, 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 one of the fights and he's the champ. But um, oh, man, this is just. This is a scary fight because just all the things I talked about. It, it I always want champions after a while when they, especially what Adesanya's done in his division, is like he's he's got the opportunity to do it, step up and, and try and do it. But it's yeah. like it's hard to work out. It's hard to work the maths out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Some people do it. And they're really good and they go up and, and it's like yeah, you know, people jump up to like weight divisions or down and they're yeah. great. And some people do it, it's just not work out. I think you know the whole John jo- moving up to fight John Jones thing. Um, it's odd that he chose as soon as John left to step up. Um, yeah. When you know John Jones was saying come up to light heavyweight, um, and Adesanya said no, he hasn't cleared out the division yet. Once he does, he'll step up, and then as soon as John leaves for heavyweight, he comes up. Yeah. Do you know what I, mean? I thought that was a bit, you know, that didn't yeah. really do much for his for his legacy that way. It made no sense, did it? No. It was all building up for, for a fight, and it was yeah. looking good, and they're bobbing off at each other, and you thought, right, so surely, and then John moves, and he jumps in, and, and it's like, well, it's, yeah. you want him to fight, but I sort of didn't want him to fight, because I'm a big fan of both. Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 I, and I don't see Adesanya being Jones, because Jones no. is like, He's, his, he's Adesanya's worst nightmare because he's yeah. longer and he's greater stand-up and he's greater grappling. Yeah. I think I think he dominates him. Yeah, if yeah. they fought each other now, the, the, the size that um, Adesanya is, he's not got the power, the size, the length. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, when uh, Jones went against, goes against, um, who's the guy that's equally as long? 
uh, Alexander Gustafsson. Gustafsson? Yeah. He gave Joan nightmares because all of a sudden he didn't have that super, and he's always had that um, reach advantage yeah. and length advantage. And then he had it with the other guy that he beat recently, uh, who Jan just beat. Uh, uh, Dom- Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes, he had dramas with him. Yeah. And I think that's what would happen with, with uh, the worst with Alessandra. Jones is huge compared to him. Um, yeah. Yeah, not good, not good for Alessandra yet. That's what I'm saying, yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think the um, with, with Adesanya, it seems like he's fought some really big guys because we see the size of you know Costa and Yoel Romero. But you know Costa's only six foot. You know Yoel Romero's what six ten, six eleven maybe. Uh, sorry, five five ten, five eleven. So although they look huge, they're not. So Israel has always had that advantage as well. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I might. Yeah. Yeah. Longer, yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think that he would lo- he would have lost that. I mean, he's going to lose that against Jan. Jan six two, long as hell arms. I. So my pick on this, and it's probably an unpopular one because I know uh, Adesanya is the favourite. I think Jan knocks him out. That's what scares me. I just it it's got all the bells. All my bells are, are ringing, saying this is not a good fight for him. Yeah. Because, like you say, exactly that. Like he he, he gets hit, but he dominates people with his footwork uh, and his movement, um, and that's the problem. I think Yan, if Yan touches him once, not like Robert Whittaker or or all the other guys he's fought, they've touched him and they've knocked him out because he's got a good chin. But if yeah. Yan catches him. Not good because Yan yeah. is knocking everyone out. He's touching at the moment. Yeah, I think the like. Yeah, yeah. I think the Adesanya um, Gastelum fight. You know, it was a close decision. Gastelum's got that. He just marches forward, uses his fitness, grabs and yeah. throws. And I think that Jan Blakovic is going to do the same. He's going to just march forward. Although that plays into Adesanya's strengths because he is a counter-puncher, he's a counter-striker and he's very good at it. At some stage over 25 minutes, you're going to get caught against the fence or you're going to get, you know, you're going to get tied up in a, in a clinch. And coming out of the clinch is where Jan tends to catch people pretty badly. Yeah. You know. But if he gets in... I could think he, I think he can knock him out in the can not even that thing he, he yeah. coming out. He, he can, if he gets hold of him, this is not good because the guy is huge. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's not good. So he uh, walks he he'll be entering the ring at sort of two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah. You know, and Israel Adesanya walks around at two I, I think I saw two oh seven or two oh two oh nine. Yeah, so he's gonna have a Two, two stone two stone weight advantage by the time they step into the ring uh, into the octagon sorry yeah I, I think Blakovic catches him and KOs TKOs him that's what you're going for that's what I'm going for yeah and it'll just I think the, the UFC has just had to eat humble pie a few times recently they they absolutely banked on Connor beating Dustin and they had Khabib there ready to talk about it after and then Dustin just ruined their plans. We had, uh, there's been a few recently I've been watching with friends and 
But best case for the UFC just didn't happen. And I think this is another one. It's just they're expecting Adesanya to go up, hold both belts, and then either, I think, probably try and call Jones back down to 205. That's what I think will happen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, have you seen John Jones recently? Yeah, he, he's absolutely massive. He, he, ain't, he ain't getting back down to 205. Yeah. He's still got, still got tiny legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them legs are amazing at getting in the air and kicking people in the face. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Kicking people uh, <laughs> knees away, yeah. Um, this, this is one of the reasons I love... I was a massive boxing fan all my childhood and I fell out of love with boxing when I found the UFC in the early 2000s. Yeah. Because the best guys weren't always fighting the best guys. There were so many weight divisions. People would have their... Um, their careers like sort of padded out with, with give me fights. Yeah. And this is one of the things I love about the UFC. You are fighting the best guys in your division pretty much every time. I mean, sometimes the UFC go, no, Connor hasn't been around for a while, jumps straight in and gets a, a really good fight straight Yeah, in, yeah. Because of what he brings to, 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 yeah. to a fight. But um, this this is this is it. It's like you get that. And that's why you don't get people with 30 and 0 like, that much or... Or twenty and hours. It's very rare yeah. because when they're in the UFC doing these fights, that is, um, it's because you're always fighting the best guy in your division, and 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 there's that's it's just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. This, this so. fight, oh man, this fight. So so, Yan needs to to get hold of him. If if, yeah. if you were Yan, if you could make Yan do what you wanted him to do, you'd say get him against the fence, get him on the ground, knacker him out, and beat him up. And yeah, you could do that and probably finish him. I yeah I think no yeah I I think that the the best thing for him to do is and it's dangerous but I think he needs to walk Adesanya down yeah tie him up in the clinch and either use leg kicks or body punches to slow Adesanya down and I think that that will open the opportunities up after the second round. For, for to catch him with a big shot and put him away. But I've got a funny feeling he's going to walk him down and he's not going to be hurting him. He's going he's going to hit Yang, counter Yang, hit him with kicks, punches, and Yang's going to take it and just keep yeah. going forward. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm scared of. I, I think because I'm a big Adesanya fan, I want him to yeah. win. That's what my heart says. Adesanya, I want him to win. I don't not like Yang, but you just I just want Adesanya to win because what he brings and he's just yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. But I'm it's odd you, you don't often get these that both it seems that both guys avenues to win are the most dangerous you know methods of victory you, yeah. you know for Jan to walk um, Adesanya down and get him in the clinch he's going to need to walk through all of those counter counter strikes that Adesanya's going to throw and yeah. for Adesanya to win he's probably going to have to fight on the back foot and yeah. continue to throw these counter strikes, but to do that, he's going to have to let Yan walk him down a little bit. You know, see, so yeah. both both of the courses of action for them are most dangerous course of action uh, in order to get the victory. I've I've been looking forward to this fight the whole time. I know people are saying, I think Adesanya is a huge betting favorite, um, not as big as Nunes Anderson, but yeah, he's a huge betting favorite for it. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. Um, I yeah I see this as danger danger like I'm worried I'm worried I'm, we're going to see a champ Alessandra lose his belt and then like well no he's not going to lose his belt it's not for a belt but I suppose he can just go back to his division and carry on there but I'm like 
This is risky and fair play to him. And if he wins this, wow. Yeah, yeah. If he beats Jan, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's, that's making him look very, very good. Espe- very, very yeah, good. especially when the timing is perfect. If he does, if it, if it's true and he does walk around at 207 or 209, it's not a big cut down to 185. And we could see for the first time ever somebody actually defend both titles. Not the first time ever, first man. First, first, first man ever, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, literally the fight before. Um, but, He's got no choice, though. He's got that little amount of like, competition. She needs two belts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so we could see him drop down and fight the winner of Whitaker versus Costa, you, you know, and, and the timing, the timing's perfect for it. Yeah, and if he won it, he does that, and then Jones does his thing at heavyweight, and Jones comes back down, and that's like, Ooh. it's just the story. The story's great for this. The whole, the whole thing's great. Just oh, no. Nah. I'm so glad that Dana's like Dana the way he is, and he's like, no, we'll carry on, and they did it and led the way. I think, more, right? I think it's the ESPN deal. They wouldn't have got paid. They need, they had to carry on. Big motivator. Yeah. Even knowing him, even if that deal wasn't like that, and he was a Fox deal, and he didn't, he still would have pushed the fight. Probably, probably. Yeah. So they're all getting, uh, they're all being tested and stuff right now. Um, in the lead up to the event and like I said touch wood all of these fights actually happen uh, and you know make it onto onto it are you going to watch it all live? Uh, I'm going to stay up I don't stay up as much as I used to because I've got three kids and it's a beast um, but I'm definitely staying up especially because we've had this conversation it's such a good card yeah um, yeah this is one of them ones I do it for Connor. I do it for like Khabib fights um, yeah uh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be well I won't stay up what I do is I set my alarm <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and no, I'll I'll uh, I'll be staying up for this one. I'll probably do a uh, I'll probably do a sort of I'll set a thing on Facebook um, like a live discussion group on Facebook yeah, cool. um, if you want to if you want to jump on that um, and all the other people that stay up and watch it can jump on uh, and we'll have a we'll have a chat about the fights as we're as we're going through. Yeah, definitely, mate. It'd be good. Cool. Aaron, thanks for your time, mate. Um, I've taken up a load of it. Um, and your wife's probably wanting you to do as many jobs as what my wife's wanting me to do as well. It's barbecue time, mate. It's barbecue time. Oh, fair. Yeah, fair one. I'm painting. So, uh... Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy... Thanks for uh, letting me come on and chat with you. I really enjoyed it, mate. And, and, and if you ever need me again, I'm here... I'm not an MMA fighter. I'm just a massive fan, and yeah. uh, I'll chat all day, every day about about like fighting, which is what I love. That's so, good. Yeah, I really appreciate it, mate. And good luck with this. I love it. I love what you're doing, mate. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, we're g- gonna keep uh, it's growing. Every every episode is uh, is growing. You know, it's growing the followers. It's growing the views. And uh, and they've been going what two months now. Um, and you know, hopefully, it's gonna just carry on on a on a nice on a nice rise. Um, hopefully, get some some other good people on as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just gotta supply good content, and people will watch it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 like you say, it'll just slowly grow. I mean, most podcasts start off with um, minimal viewers and then it just builds and builds. So yeah. hopefully it works out, mate. I'll be there supporting you all the way.
off. Uh, we'll <laughs> Happy days. As soon as the t-shirts come in, I'll get one out to you. Okay, mate. Cool. Much appreciate it. And uh, when we're at work next, I'll, I'll keep that poster and, and, and I'll give you that poster for your wall. That, this awesome, man. There's a spare place up there for our team. Oh, oh, is there? <laughs> Other side, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. All right, cool, Aaron. Catch you in a bit. You too, mate. Take care. Bye, bye. Bye. Welcome to Big Fights Fan. I've got a great episode for you today. Uh, a long-term friend of mine, Aaron, is going to be on and we are going to be chatting UFC 259. Uh, Aaron's a good friend of mine. I'll let him introduce himself when we go on. Um, however, he is a lover of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He is into his fitness, physical and mental health, obviously. Um, I've worked with him for a long time. Uh, we became friends a few years ago uh, and it's real good to have somebody else that is as passionate uh, as I am uh, about combat sports. Um, I am gradually bringing him on board to Bare Knuckle. Um, currently he is hugely into the grappling scene uh, and the mixed martial arts scene. Big boxing fan back in the day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and like I said, UFC 259 is absolutely stacked. And we'll be covering all those fights in depth. What a great episode. Um, again, thanks to Aaron for coming on. Um, thanks for the gift as well. Um, I have spotted some space to bang the Muhammad Ali poster up and that will definitely be going up uh, hopefully in time for the next episode depending on the quarantine time um, because like he said, I don't want to be catching that dirty COVID. Guys, girls um, and other genders do exist. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for supporting. Thanks a lot for uh, liking, subscribing, and doing everything you do uh, in order to, you know, or in order to make this as successful as it's proven to be. Um, it's nice that I can reach out and get friends on um, that are adding real value. Uh, and like I said, it's a community. To build the community is the biggest goal here. Okay, there's a lot of fight fans here in the UK and further abroad who I'd like to reach uh, and connect with. As always, please go on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Big Fights Fan. Uh, go on the YouTube. This The video version of this episode will be available on YouTube so you get to see mine and Aaron's pretty faces. Okay, the merchandise is coming. Um, there is a delay for, because of where I'm getting the, the merchandise from, waiting for it to be embroidered, uh, but it is coming. I will be running a competition on Facebook, potentially on Instagram as well, um, to make sure that that goes out uh, in a nice, timely manner to you guys. I'll uh, make sure Aaron gets one. And then, like I said, I'll be running some competitions um, to get you know the the big purple gorilla of big fights fan uh, on some t-shirts and get them out to you in quick time ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening to the show and as always goodbye from us here at big fights fan <laughs>